Hey fellas, this is Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. All right. All right, all right. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? Rob Carbone coming at you on a Wednesday night. Almost said Tuesday. It's Wednesday. On a Wednesday night, 11.45 p.m., uh, September 4th, BD4, episode 25. We are coming up on the 30 mark soon. <laughs> but yeah, 25 episodes in. It's crazy how fast this has been going, Doing this, doing this twice a week, and... Feels like it's yeah, it's crazy. It's been going by fast, and I appreciate you guys listening, man. I'm and I know I'm not the best podcaster out there. I just started this thing, so I'm rusty. I'm new. You know, I'm not I'm not sharp yet, but I do appreciate the few who do take a listen and who do take their time to uh you know check me out here. And same goes for the blog, man. I just want to start out by saying thank you to those who read my blogs, my articles every day. Every night when I when I post the recaps on the Yankees games and even in the uh, in the fall and in the winter when I talk about the Knicks, so I appreciate all of you, man, all of Yankees Twitter, Yankees Facebook, wherever you guys come from. I appreciate you guys checking me out and listening to me, reading me, everything. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about the Texas Rangers series. Obviously, um, I do want to remind you guys, I'm not at my best. I'm a little sick. The past couple of days I've been battling a cold. But I'm better now. I've been getting better. I'm still a bit congested, but now we're gonna get through this. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a good series, right? Obviously, didn't start the way we wanted it to. Uh, game one, we were shut out seven nothing uh, by Mike Miner, who pitched into the eighth inning. That came one of the guys that we passed on at the deadline, and I can't really talk shit about that because I wanted nothing to do with him, and I made that known. But hey. He's good. Uh, he he shut the Yankees out, as did the bullpen. Uh, Ranger bullpen shut us out, giving us no runs for the first time, not only all season, but dating back to sometime last year. I don't remember the exact game. It was against Boston. But, yeah, point being, it's been a while since the Yankees were shut out, and they finally were. And, not, and on the flip side, they gave up seven runs. Um, it was mostly the bullpen, a bunch of low-tier you know, low talent level pitchers like Cortez and somebody else giving up the bunch of runs, but the starting pitching continued to be good. It was Matsuhiro Tanaka, six innings, two runs, but Bats did nothing but six hits, no runs. So it wasn't a good game, but game two, they bounced back exactly how you wanted them to bounce back. Pi doing the same exact thing, but in reverse. They dropped 10 on the Rangers and they gave up just one solo shot in the ninth. With gear and pitching, who cares? Uh, ten runs on one, two, three, four, four homers. Gary Sanchez had two, one in the first inning to make it two nothing. Then the sixth inning, the Yankee bats kind of turned it uh, turned it around. Uh, Gregorius, Gary hit a second. Guardy after that hit a home run. Edwin tacked on later in the seventh for the ten to ten nothing lead at the time. <clears throat> that was Edwin Encarnacion's first game back off the DL. Um, he had two hits that game. He did good. Looks good. Looks good. Uh, he looked good up there, and it's great to have him back, man. Because 
more power to this lineup and an on-base threat as well. Don't forget about that. Um, game. Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, James Paxton was the story of that game, though. I mean, that guy was unbelievable. He went seven innings, allowed just one single, and he struck out twelve. Struck out twelve. And honestly, he probably could have won another inning, but I get it. Um, but he was just dominant out there, and really, just it's it's been the Paxton we've seen over the last month or so. Since August, since the beginning of August, he is now seven and zero with a two ninety eight ERA. Uh, he's striking out the world. He's found he he's finally found like a sequence to use. He's got this excellent fastball knuckle curve combination that he's been using, and it's working to perfection right now. Uh, literally perfection. He's undefeated uh, in his last you know like I said last seven starts or seven decisions. Um, so he's been amazing for them, and. It couldn't have came. It couldn't have came at the at a perfect at a more perfect time, because like I said, the Yankees are in need of an ace right now, and they really haven't had a consistent ace other than Herman all season, who's you know still bound to implode every now and then. But it's good to see another pitcher stepping up, and really the rest of the guys have as well. But we'll we'll get to that in a second. Game three was tonight. Yanks took the series by winning their second in a row here versus Texas. Um... Game three, we went with the opener. Gave up just one run. Uh, again, it was Corey Gearing giving up another solo shot. The guy sucks. Can we get rid of this guy? Ever, ever since we got him, he's been balking or just giving up runs. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to wear Messina's number, by the way. I don't care if he looks like him. Um, but no, game three, we, we scored four runs. A um, couple more homers. Judge went yard in the second inning. Torres homered. Roman hit an RBI double. He keeps hitting. He's having a really good year. Um... But yeah, we did the opener thing, and we won four to one. Now this series, um, well, respond after after getting shut out in game one, I thought the offense responded pretty well, scoring fourteen runs in the final two games. Um, now the bats, they're still not completely back yet, you know. And even in game two, it was a bunch of homers, but they didn't do much outside of that. Now you can't complain; they scored ten fucking runs, but. Tonight, again, it was tonight they were 0 for 4 with runs in scoring position. Um, and really, going back to the beginning of the Dodgers series, or even in Oakland before that, yeah, going back to Oakland, they've really been, uh, what's what's the word? They've been sluggish with runners in scoring position. They haven't had that same hit parade. You know what I mean? That, that attack where they not only hit the homers and they not only walk, but... They haven't been doing the doubles, the singles, the triples on top of that, which is what they usually do. You know, they usually mix everything together. But lately, the past two weeks, it's kind of been back to that home run or nothing mentality. That does, it's starting to concern me a little bit, but probably just because I'm pessimistic. But I do want to, it's, it's you know, we're, we're going to be in mid-September pretty soon before we know it. So I would like to see, you know, signs of, that offense coming back where they string together hits. You know what I mean? Where they look more like the Yankees that we've seen this year. You know, the all-around hitting club. Because that's the, those are the clubs that usually win in October. I mean, you look at Houston last year. I'm sorry, two years ago. You look at Boston last year. Or you just look at any World Series winning Yankees team. They've had that same approach. So you want to see them get back to that hitting for average kind of club who can also hit for power, obviously, and also have the high OPS because they also walk. But, you know, the guys that actually chip in and 
hit as well, doubles and singles and all that. So you want, you kind of want to see them show signs. They showed some signs, but you kind of want to see them put it all together again and get back to that. But no, the good thing about this is they can still win games because now their pitching has decided to step it up. Uh, the starting pitching has been spectacular, man. Um, let's see, I have it written down. The last now it's twelve games in a row. Here it is, twelve games in a row now, where the Yankees have been holding. Well, the Yankees starting pitching staff have held opponents to four runs or less. So the last twelve games, they've held opponents to four runs or less. The starters. That's really freaking good, man. That's really good for a mediocre staff, right? <laughs> that I call them. But they've been stabilizing. And 11 of those 12 games, they've held opponents under three. So they've been doing their damn job, man. I got to give them credit. I haven't been giving them enough credit lately. But that's that's impressive as hell. You know, and it goes back to what I just said about Paxton. He's rounding into form. But even Tanaka, he's been great lately. Uh, Tanaka's been, you know... Putting together some quality starts. And Jay Happ is maybe he's finding something. Um, and of course Domingo Herman, who's been great all year, really, outside of those three implosions. Um so you want to see this, man. It, it's it's at least that's coming at a, at a at a good time here. With the offense slumping a bit, but the the pitching staff, it's starting to come alive. So they've still been winning us games and we're gonna need them down the stretch, man. I wrote an article on the Yankees today saying they're uh, what the three goals they need to achieve before the playoffs. One was stabilize that rotation. Two was get the bats hot again. And number three was get healthy. Um, because, of course, Luis Severino and Dylan Batances are working their way back. And the news of late has been very positive. Um, from what it sounds like, they'll be on the mound maybe two weeks from now at at. At, mo- at at the latest, two weeks the latest. I'm talking about because they're they're getting ready for rehab assignments. Um, I think Severino has had a couple already. Um, so that, that's good. Severino adding him to that roster, man, just gets it. You know, just gives us more depth in that rotation. Um, I don't know how they're going to use him again. I, if they do that bullpen thing with him, I'm not. I'm not. I don't love pitching him out of the pen. I think in order for him to to really be fully effective Severino they're gonna have to start him um now I'm not saying I mean I wish he could he could be that seven innings guy but with their bullpen if the bullpen lives up to the hype in October maybe you only ask for for five innings out of Severino you know pitch into the sixth um but it's just as long as he's healthy as long as he's back maybe they'll make it work out I don't know trying to have a positive outlook on that whole thing but We'll see. But it's good that he's coming back. Good that Batances is coming back. Don't care about Stanton. Oh, don't care about Hicks. Uh, it's good to see, like I said, good to see Encarnacion back. Um, also, call-ups like Clint Frazier. I think him and Encarnacion are going to provide a good spark for this team. Uh, hopefully, Frazier gets some more playing time because he sat the last two days. Because guys like Talkman are kind of, I don't know about Talkman. Maybe he's regressing a little bit. But I've always been a big Frazier over Talkman guy anyways. But you can make a case with the defense that Talkman plays versus the defense that Frazier plays. Um, you can make a case that you'd rather have Talkman out there in the long run for this season. But definitely good to have Frazier's bat back. He provides a spark. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I have on Frazier, on Encarnacion, on, on all the injuries. But as the Yankees 
continue here down the stretch. We we just want to keep winning to get this home field advantage thing, you know, because we need this. It's so important. I think it's important. I know the analytical simpletons out there don't think it's important, but it's very important, man. I, I don't look at like history and like I saw some statistic today. It was just it made me it drove me nuts. It's like oh, home field advantage is overrated because so and so were. You know, didn't win the World Series last year, even with home field advantage. So-and-so didn't win it last year. Even It was just some bullshit to that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's it's, it's home field advantage is one of those things where you can't just look at numbers. It's different every year. The Yankees are a team that thrive at home, man. I mean, the it's just, it's a human thing. It's a human thing. They're not robots out there. You play at home in the Bronx with that crowd, man, It it's the loudest stadium in sports, really. It gets crazy in there. And I think that's very important. I mean, you just look at their record this year at home. They won the last 18, no, the last 21 home series the Yankees have not lost. They've gone 18-0-3. They've tied three, um, and they've won 18 in their last 21. I mean, they've been spectacular. They haven't lost since then at home in a series. It's so important. They've been dominant at home. And if you're going to play teams like the Houston Astros, you look at their road record, it's pretty mediocre. I think they're only like four or five games up on the road. But, yeah, I think I definitely think it's important. And I just I can't help but to keep looking back at the 2017 postseason when the Yanks played Houston. You know, they won all their games at Yankee Stadium, and I think they lost all the games on the road the entire postseason, too. Yeah, it's it's something I definitely see important. And actually, they didn't lose all the games on the road because I went to game five. In Cleveland, where they won, by the way, that was fun. But um, no, but I think outside of that, it's exactly what I said. They won all the home ones and lost the rest of the road ones. So it's important to me, and I think they're going to need that down the stretch. And I, you can only hope that Aaron Boone doesn't doesn't rest too much. You know, doesn't go too hard, too much with the rest because I understand that players need rest. Obviously, for the postseason, that's that's key. Please, if you need to rest them for the postseason, do it. But at the same time, you know, I look at things like today, even though they won, you have a day off tomorrow. I would have just won all out today in hindsight. But I don't know. I, I just want to, I want to, I want to see some urgency going down the stretch here to make sure. I just want, I want to make sure the Yankees see it as important as I do. And I'm not sure they do because they're an analytically driven team, very analytically driven. But I, I, I really hope they don't shy away from it and just see it as, okay, we have the division. Home field doesn't mean anything. These guys are robots out there. They can win anywhere. I don't see it like that. I really think it's a human humanized thing. I think they're going to need home field advantage, especially since you know their starting pitching staff, as good as it's been lately, can still surprise you with some implosions every now and then. You know they can be very streaky week to week, rotation, uh, you know, week to week, and uh. Every turn in the rotation. But, yeah, we'll see. And another topic that's been popping up of late, especially since he's been getting on base lately, uh, Tyler Wade on the postseason roster. <laughs> it's amazing how he can shit on one player so much, so consistently over the years. And then when, it's come, when it comes down to it, we talk about putting him on the roster Um at the most important time of the season. <laughs> he can't hit, but, I mean, it's not a terrible case 
if you're talking about strictly about his speed and his defense, he'd be good for defensive replacement late in the game, although the Yankee infield is pretty good defensively already. But talk about the speed. Uh, that's that's an important factor in the postseason, man. You get a guy on first base, you can pinch run. You know, late in the game, say you have and Carnacion singles late in the game in the postseason, right? He's on first base in the eighth inning. Yanks are down a run. You put Wade in there in a pinch in a pinch running situation. He's still second. Next guy gets a base hit. There you go. You tie the game. Goes from second to home. It's it's important, man. You need speed, and you know analytics also say that stolen bases don't matter. I, Jesus Christ, shut the hell up. <laughs> it definitely matters, man. You get speed. All the all these things with these analytics tell you everything doesn't matter. It and it just they keep telling you this, 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 and it just comes down to home runs and nothing. That's what this and that's what this generation of baseball is because of this freaking sabermetric style. And I, I can't say I agree with it. Michael K it was just Michael K was just oh, he was sucking up to the entire telecast or the, the entire beginning of the telecast on uh the other day on yes uh yesterday's game, game two. How batting average doesn't mean shit. Uh, yes, yes, it does. And I think part of the reason analytical people say it doesn't mean anything. Maybe this is just me talking. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But I think part of the reason analytical folk don't think BA matters is because they think that the old school fans are saying it's the end all be all. That's never that's never been what I was saying about it. I don't think it's the end all be all. I think everything is. I think you have to look at everything when you're when you're trying to evaluate a player. I'm not saying just look at his BA. I'm not saying, but I'm also not saying just look at his home run total. I'm saying you have to look at everything because to me there is a difference between getting on base by walking and getting on base by getting hits. There is a big difference there, and I don't think some people recognize that. Like, for example, Gary Sanchez in 2017 versus Gary Sanchez this season, as great as he's been, right? I think there's a difference. I think he was a more complete hitter because he had the high OPS, but he also did it by hitting the ball, not just walking and slugging, not or not just slugging like he's been doing this year. I think there's a difference there, and I think batting average has a value when you look at that stuff. You know, when you're able to hit the ball, why do you think DJ LeMahieu has been such a big piece of the team? Not just because he gets on base, but he gets on base because he hits. You know, he has like a 380 something on base, which is very good. But there's a if he was walking to get that 380 plus on base he wouldn't be the same factor as he is now because right now he's hitting to get that 380 something on base there's a difference there and if you can hit for average to get on base versus walking to get on base yeah you're the better hitter i i love the all-around factor man i'm still a big fan of that and i think it's something that shouldn't die and i think in the postseason it's going to matter because as i, as I mentioned before Teams like Houston, Boston, and every Yankees World Series team win that way. Win by making contact, by putting the ball in play, and by hitting the ball consistently, along with that power and ability to draw the walk. So I think it definitely has its value in today's game. But I don't know, man. I don't want to rant on that too long. I'm just It's not my best argument there. I was just talking off the top of my head. If I really wanted to go all out and debunk all your uh, sabermetric theories, I could definitely do it, okay? But we'll save that for another day. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got tonight, guys. I got school. I got class tomorrow. I'm starting the first day of class tomorrow. Um, So I got to get to bed soon. But uh, <laughs> Yanks are off tomorrow. They head to Fenway for four. Um, I'm not sure. I heard s- somewhere that if they sweep them, they can clinch 
I'm not 100% sure. I, I thought I heard that somewhere. But I, I would definitely love a sweep, man, just to finish them. Yeah, they're on the verge of being eliminated from contention. I still haven't counted them out yet, like most people have. But I haven't because they're always going to scare me. Um, But yeah, three to four or a sweep here could really do some damage. And it could, process, it could probably knock them out of contention. Um, I don't know. Who, oh, Herman's going in game one, so that'll be huge. Um, and by the way, we haven't heard shit about that innings limit because pretty much Cashman, Cashman pretty much uh, told everybody there will be no pitch uh, innings limit, which is huge. And I've been against an innings limit all season, and I've gotten shit on for that. But hey, look at this. That's exactly what they're doing. They're not. They're not limiting him at all, and it's gonna be the right move. Let the guy pitch. I'm tired of this innings bullshit. Let the guy pitch. You've had enough guys on the DL. You need Herman. He's that important to your rotation. Let the guy go out there and pitch, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to let him pitch out the rest of the regular season, and they're going to let him go nuts in October. So he's going to start Friday. And, uh, yeah, that'll be that. Um, we'll wrap this one up. Yanks win again. Another series. They are now... They're now 92-49 and 49 on the year. Um, a season best... A season best 43 games over 500, but more importantly, a 65% winning percentage. Um, so let's just keep winning, folks. Let's keep on keeping on and hopefully stay hot heading into October and do our thing then. I cannot wait for that, by the way. Oh, my God. I'm going to be at every postseason home game. Once again, you can count on that. Always doing that every year. I'm in the I'm in the uh, bleachers. Find me in section 205. Hey, <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by. Um, I will. I don't think I'm gonna have anything out tomorrow because there's no game. But um, so I'll see you Friday. I'll see you after the game on Friday or during the game. Probably post a couple of stuff. I'll post a couple uh comments on the game during the game like I usually do. And yeah, I'll see you then. Thanks so much for stopping by. Once again, I appreciate all the support I get here on BD4. All the support I get on my blog. It's my opinion. You know, on Twitter, on Facebook, SoundCloud, WordPress, wherever you guys come from. I appreciate all of you, every one of you. Love communicating with you guys. You guys are the best. And um, look forward to many more. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. Ciao.